swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia Instant Post-Match Reaction Podcast. We beat Bolton 2-1, <laughs> the Scorn Wanky Wanderers, at This Is Tramia on Twitter to get in touch. My name's Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. Jake Keogh can't be with us today. Presume he's back in Sadly shape. departed. Yeah, again. Good luck to you, Jake, and you're doing your latest stretch in Chokey. Uh, but Paul Harper, at Paul Harper 82, can join us. Hello. Um, and he's been, he, he said... I mean, amazing. You put in our group chat in your half time. You've been making notes during the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we'd um, swaffy pants. I thought. Well, someone mentioned that we keep going. We keep saying that we're going to stick to half an hour or forty minutes or whatever we say. And we always run like twenty minutes over. So I thought back to the days when we used to do the live shows. We had an hour, and I had a little plan on the wall or on one of the uh, on, on the, the whiteboards. Whiteboard. On the flip chart. Yeah, so I thought I'd I'd make some notes in the hope that we can maybe sort of go through a few points, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Sounds ambitious to me, Paul. It so your, your new name is now Paul Teachers Pep Harper. Yeah, as it was at school. Yeah, uh, well, there's a surprise. We had a milk monitor. <laughs> yeah. Were you, a pre- were you senior? I pre- was the, fir- the first one to put on a, an apple on the teacher's desk. Of course, just sickening, isn't it? It's, and knowing what we know about Paul Harper, everyone on this podcast, it's no surprise to anyone listening, is it? Well, there we go. Well, let's crack on. Because yeah, we beat so Bolton today. We did. And you, apparently, we weren't even good. They were shit. Yeah, well, we were good in like spurts, weren't we? We had a bit like spells, certainly in the first half. Where we played some football and you thought, bloody hell, we look a good side. Yeah. And then we'd sit back and get penned in. Yeah. So if we go go through it sort of chronologically, I mean, the first 15 minutes, I thought we were really good. Oh, we get a nice. Oh, let's go through chronologically. You're not impressing anyone with this, Paul, by the way. So that's a long word, isn't it, chronologically? It is, it's good. Spell it. it. Go on, spell it. You've got 10 seconds. Spell and beat. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Paul, sorry. Um,. And we get a nice early goal, good strike from Danny Lloyd, who I thought was was very busy and and productive in, up in the the final third. Yeah, agreed. and he was getting shots away, and we were pressing high and we were forcing mistakes, and then for some reason we were we sort of stopped doing that, or it seemed to be, and we let them have a bit more of the ball and sort of looked a lot less threatening. They had a 
I mean, it didn't really have chances because I thought they were. I thought they were terrible. If I'm honest, it was balls in the box, and they bounced for them to get a shot away, wasn't it? Which yeah. any team can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's the the, the worry is when we're on the back foot, and we've been on the back foot for yeah. ten, twenty minutes at a time in the last two games, and yeah. it's annoying because we've been two goals ahead in both games, and the game was there to be killed. And Jake made the point as well. Obviously, Jake can't be here, but we spoke to him off air that when we say go and kill the game. We don't mean doesn't necessarily mean go and get a third and fourth goal. Yeah, yeah. It's just kill the game. You know, do you want know, one thing? Ball. We were very good at doing that under Mickey. Keep the ball. Just turn the game into you know. Just kill the game. Make it a horrible game for the last twenty minutes. Make no. It doesn't have to be. Don't have to play football. It's just that game management, isn't it? Of just killing a game off and just not letting them get back in it. And we did do that earlier in the season. We did, on Doors and Parky. We did it a few times because mm-hmm. we won a lot of games by you know by one goal, didn't we? When we were on that run, so. It's, um, I mean, no one's complaining. You know, we've won two games against two teams that we don't really get on with, certainly Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to pick a team to do your back-to-back wins for the first time in God knows how long, um, Bolton and Forest Green are probably two two good ones to choose. Bear in mind, we beat Oldham away, didn't we, a couple of months back in the middle of the run. So, you know, we, we've beat the teams. If you'd said the start of the season, who would you like to win? Who would you like to beat? You'd probably put Oldham, Forest Green, Bolton. Bolton would be top of the list. And to do the yeah. double over them, again, if someone can confirm, I saw a few people saying on Twitter in the week that we've never done the double over them, certainly in living memory during the last like 50 years. Mm. Um, but then we weren't in the same league as them in like the olden days, really. They were a big side and we weren't. Yeah. So, I mean, if this is the first time we've ever done a league double over them, then it's a hell of a, an achievement, isn't it? And again, we look good at times. I think the thing on Jake's point as well, Paul, like you touched on about was yeah. when we were under pressure, it seems we can't seem to keep the ball. It doesn't seem like we've got an outlet. And I, in the back of my head, the whole time, I'm just thinking there was two players there that I think would off when we're there. And what you need in that situation, I think, is to be able to drop a ball in behind it down either of the channels. You know, just yeah, in yeah. behind them, turn them. Mm-hmm. Morgan Ferrier is probably perfect for that, isn't he? Or yeah. you need a, a, a bucket tailor, someone who you can give the ball to, and he can open his legs and just run, run. Yeah. and just you know. To get it down the other end of the pitch. Feeney did a couple of times in this yeah. today. I don't know where he got that the piece from. Yeah, yeah, right at the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, another one that we should really touch on and give full credit where it's due is Scott Davis, who has won us. He's won us both games this yeah. week with his saves. He made a couple of good saves today, but he made a great one near the end. That yeah. down to his left hand side. Yeah. Say, and that James Vaughan, it was who cleared it. And it's one of them that could go anywhere, couldn't it? But mm. our luck has been in in the last yeah. two games, and it you know, the, there's not the, the, the worrying. Sorry, the worrying thing for me was that we we kept backing off even in the penalty area. There was yeah. nobody kind of closing down and allowed them to get a, a shot away. And yeah, Scotty's made a really good save. It could have could have bounced to one of theirs. Uh, fortunately for us, it, it got cleared. But yeah, I mean, even I think. I mean, we've mentioned this that we were, uh, after we played Barrow that we didn't take advantage of the the man extra, and today it yeah. did not look like we had a man extra. If anything, it looked the other way round. Yeah, which is odd. Which again, is man. strange because you think of the Port Vale game where that game turned on that, didn't it? And we played well in that game, I thought as well. But the moment that their man got sent off against Port Vale, it wasn't yeah. early red card. In, in and we that were game. we were behind in that in that. We were two 0 down at the time as well in that game, weren't we? But you know, with two two one up, they have a man sent off. That should be you know we should, as we said before, should put the game to bed, keep the they ball. Should they the should game. be chasing shadows, 
Um, and we should basically be knackering them out. And if anything, I thought we looked very leggy towards the end and dropping off. And and when we did have opportunities to try and keep the ball, there was no movement whatsoever to to, to kind of open those little triangles to get playing. Yeah. It was very sort of static, and Bolton were very much short of pressing at that stage to try and get the goal back, which was, you know, led for a scary sort of six minutes of injury time. But thankfully we held on and, uh, you know, a bit of comedy at the end when uh, Ian Everett comes on to uh, yeah, was he sent abuse off? The, uh, the referee and get a red card because, I mean, why save it until the game's finished? Uh, do you know I what? Mean, it's I... a complete and utter waste of time and he's going to obviously serve a, I mean, not that it really matters in these days, but he's... Uh, <laughs> Touchline <laughs> ban. Yeah, touchline ban, but obviously you can still shout and everybody will be able to hear him in the stand. But uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, the, the penalty, we have to talk about the penalty. I, I don't think it was a penalty in a million years. Well, yeah, I, I would be. I wouldn't be happy if it was given against us. It's one of those ones, Paul, where for years, like in the game, you've seen strikers or like, get shot away, get saved, goes behind, and get clattered, like taken out completely. And for some reason, because they've had, they've got the shot away or whatever. Yeah, it's like advantage. Yeah, it's like in what way is that? The same happens, and you just for years it's baffled me. There's so many times where you see things like that happen, yeah. and this time he got a shot away. It's a great save. I don't know what actually happened. It looked like he, he seemed just, to just kick into the the Bolton lad. He was yeah, coming in to try and challenge him, yeah. and it just looked like belted the him in the pulled away. <laughs> but um, it's strange because there wasn't many complaints from the Bolton players. No, and he got was, he got booked, and then obviously sent off. off it. What is he doing with that? The their elbow, it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid elbow. Yeah. And I think that was, a, that was a second yellow as well. Could have been straight red. Yeah, I think it would have been. Yeah. With the Everett one, I, I can see that he's probably angry about that. There's no complaints about the second yellow. The one on I think Sarsovic rolls Manny Monfe about forty yards out. Yeah. I, I as soon as that happened. I thought, oh fucking hell! I thought yeah. it's it is a foul, and I thought he'd be lucky to get a yellow because Clark was sort of there. Mm. But if he'd have sent him off, it's the last man. Yeah, he couldn't he really have complained. He didn't give anything like so. Yeah. We got a bit of luck today, and you know, yeah. we're not. I'm not going to be like you know. Some I've seen some Liverpool fans this week since they got beat by Burnley. Just <laughs> normally, I've seen some like you know normally level headed. Losing the plot, going like it's a conspiracy against us, um, <laughs> going it's not a penalty, and it's like you just can't be that blinkered about things. When you get a decision, go your way. Hold your hands up and go. You get it, it's a lucky decision. When you, like that, not being funny, there, Liverpool. Got, how many times has Mo Salah thrown himself to the floor and they've got yeah, a penalty? Exactly. So how many times have you got? Keep your opinions to yourself, Reds, please. Well, it's just it, it's not hard. Any most Tramway fans watching that today will be like. I don't think that's a penalty in a million years, really. But they got given lucky, and Manny Monte has fouled their guy. And on another day, it's a red card. You know, you've just got to think. The old adage, isn't it? Is it evens itself out? Does it? I don't know about that. But when the decision goes your way, just take it. But be open enough and like man enough to be like, yeah. Yeah, it was a decision went our way. I wouldn't have liked it if it had gone the other way. I'd like managers. I remember the only manager I've ever heard come out and be like open about this once. I remember Graham Taylor when he was Watford manager in uh, I think they got into the Premier League, was it like late nineties, early two thousands? They won the playoffs one year. And he scored a goal. He finished rock bottom with a Prem that year. And he was asked, he went, Graham, um, on match of the day, uh, it looks a bit offside, didn't it? Your third? He went, it was miles offside. 
and the interview was almost like perplexed and taken aback by someone being, you know, so open about the fact. But then, do it was like like during the week. It's, it's easy to do that, and it's in your favour, isn't it? Yeah, of course. If, you, if it's if it's gone in your favour, you can you can laugh and joke about it. But obviously, if it's if you boots on the other foot, then you're absolutely fuming. As we're seeing with, and I always said this about like Guardiola's bad for it, and Klopp is becoming openly when things are going well for them because they're used to winning and success they're able to like, laugh and joke and you know suddenly things aren't going right for Klopp and he's losing the plot he's ratting and raving and you know and he's snapping isn't he a journalist and he's snapping and if, any, if there's anyone to pick on in the Premier League in terms of managers I'd, I'd love a fight between him and Sean Dyche I'd love it <laughs> Sean Dyche is going to he's going to dead butt him break his nose smash his glasses <laughs> and then kick him in the Ed, when he's down, I would not want to pick a fight with him. Let's be, let's well, be. Well, he's just a little. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are these? I always think it's battle when you see these things going on. It's like, who do you think you are? Like kicking off? Like if you just went, go on, then. Well, we're missing Paul. Is someone's I've got old fashioned scrap. I've been listening to one of the Kosh podcasts, yeah. and like, all the players going on about like fucking some funny stories there. I'll just say now, if you want, if you, if you want to pick an under the Kosh to listen to and have a good laugh. Right, there's there's probably a couple. Tom Pope is a funny one. Gary Roberts one. You've just yeah. got to listen to it. And Cy Ferry, he's done a two-parter. One of them is basically all just about the Canio at Swindon. And then the other one is basically all about Thomas Gravison at Celtic. And honestly, God, I was listening in bed on me um, noise-canceling headphones. And like thinking Tash will be able to hear these, but like I was laughing that much. I will Tash up. <laughs> just honestly, I was crying with laughter at some of them. So, you know, if you after another podcast, Under the Kosh, um, the Tom Pope episode, Gaddy Roberts, and the two side fairy ones. But anyway, back to this. We beat Bolton yeah. 2 1, Paul. Yeah, let's two talk about points. their goal. Yeah, it's the same as Varus Green, wasn't it? Very yeah, similar. Very got, similar. I think with it, Paul, with playing out his car full back, and this is what, third game there, fourth game there, and he's been a revelation there for me. Yeah. But we're going to be, people are going to try and expose us there, aren't they? When you've yeah. got an attacking mid winger player playing at full back. Yeah. We're going to get exploited there, and you know it's maybe it's something we'll obviously he'll be working on. I will say I think he's been outstanding since he's been put right back. I think Callum McDonald, Callum McDonald over the last two games has been outstanding, like outstanding. He's made that ride out. Go that far, but he he did very well. I wouldn't go as far as outstanding because that's ten out of ten. But um, yeah, he defended defended well. He got quite out of position a couple of times, which is a bit of a bugbear of mine, especially when we're two one up. Don't want, I don't want my full-back scalavanting too far, too far high up the pitch. And there was a chance towards the end where he was nowhere to be seen in that full-back position. And they had a bit of an opportunity. But, yeah, no, he's been very good. I think the, the Otis Khan has, has done really well. Obviously, very much out of position, very sort of out of his, out of his depth in terms of he's never played... I could never imagine him playing defence ever because he's that... Sort of small and like yeah. If you like just said like three weeks ago, Otis Khan at right back, you'd have gone what? Yeah, but he's he has adapted really well, and I think he he offers a good option down that right hand side. I think um, it was Lloyd playing on the right hand side, cutting in, and he'd have that natural overlap. Yeah, well, he um, switched. He, he switched a couple of times, didn't he, yeah. Lloyd and um, Woolery? Yeah, but yeah, it just gives us a nice, a nice sort of crossing option on that right hand side. Obviously, we we spoke about McDonald playing out there and just being a bit of a 
uh, a fish out of water on the right hand side. But this is this the, the two of them are doing really well in giving us good good attacking options. Really, I think probably they're not the two best defenders, and nor do you expect them to be. But they give us good options going forward, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the league table now. Um, it's insane. It's so tight. Like it's insane now. So we've got top of the league is Cam- Cambridge. They're top. And we've got two games in hand on them. They've played 25, we've played 23. If we win our two games in hand, we would go a point behind them, okay? We've got a game in hand on Forest Green, who are in second on 41. If we win our game in hand on Tuesday, we would go three points behind them. Newport in third on 40 points. We've played the same amount of games as them. But, I mean, the playoffs, we've got games in hand on Salford. We win that, we go level. You know what? Like it's especially on the back. We said, you know, Mystic Jake Keo said before, didn't he? <laughs> we go on another nine-game winning run or whatever it was. Like if we, you'd expect us the form we're in. You'd expect us to to beat Harrogate. You know, and we, obviously, let's not get into you know what we expect the form team and all stuff. If we can win on Tuesday again, realistically, we'd probably end up. We might not make just the top seven, but we're right in amongst the top. Or from top down to seventh. We're in tenth yeah. at the minute, by the way. Goal yeah. difference of zero, which is, you know, nice, isn't it? <laughs> We've scored 28 and we conceded 28. It's it's right there for the taking. We're, we're now, we've played half, we're exactly at halfway. We've played half our games now, 23 games. It, it's there. It's there for the taking this year. Right there. And, like, who knows? But, again, we've seen all we asked for, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago after the uh, Stevenage game? which was so frustrating, was we want to see this team be consistent. Yeah. We want to see a st- what is our style of play. We've seen that in the last two games. We've been unable to sustain it for the full 90 for the last two games. Yeah. But that will come with time, you know, with fitness. You know, the, the squad, we don't know who and you know has been ill with COVID and that affects you know your chest and stuff like that. And it's going to affect the squad. It's there. We're at the halfway point. Con- considering, just think them first 10 games that we had. Yeah. Right, and we are right in amongst it. This league is poor. There's no standout teams. Newport look like they're running away with it. They haven't won in five. You know, it's bonkers. The form team in the league is fucking Mansfield, who've won the last, I think, six on the bounce, mm. and they're three points behind us, and they've played yeah, the game. they were ball. near the bottom, weren't they? Just, they were third bottom when Clough came in. They're flying out. Yeah. They should be with the squad and the money they've spent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Cookie's down there. He's getting some game yeah. time now. It's right there for the taking. It's just a case of let's keep being consistent, keep turning, yeah. in, these, turning well, in these performances. Yeah, well, it was, we, we spoke about consistency and we've spoke about it a lot. And I think a key, a key factor is we've been able to name the same starting 11 today. Yeah. Um, which obviously has not been the case with all the injuries and illness and whatever else. So I think that's a good starting point is, you know, we've been able to keep same starting 11, obviously playing in that same style, nice high press to begin with and um, obviously got the early goal again as we did on Tuesday so it's gives, a, you, gives first, you that nice platform to, yeah the first goal Paul, isn't it? It, it's yeah. an old cliche but the first goal is huge but it, it's it's so big at the minute if it, it's basically a case of if we score first we will win the game or we'll certainly not lose the game and to get a goal in the first five minutes again it was a great strike by Danny Lloyd and again he, I think you summed it up Paul you said he was just very busy and just very, I think, industrious would be the word yeah, as well. That's, it, yeah, it, that's a good word. He makes things happen around him, doesn't he? And even, you know, as a um, d- d- defensive work he puts in, I'd love to see, you know, his, his mileage Matt. over the game. Yeah, 
or you know, remember Connor Jennings used to do like thirteen yeah. k every single game. Yeah. I bet you he's becoming the new Connor Jennings in terms of you know he, he, as well because he can sort of slot in anywhere, can't he? Midfield or attack, yeah, yeah. and he just never stops. And he's, he's just got, a clever. He's just a clever little player, isn't he? Picks yeah. up those those pockets of space where it's he's hard to pick up and. Albeit he's playing on the right hand side, you'll often often see him drift over to the left, where he's he's more le- naturally left sided. But he comes into the middle. He he always wants the ball as well. He's one of those infectious individuals. He's always looking to to get on the ball. So he's always and today he was just looking to get shots away, wasn't he? Particularly first half, and he was getting you know close to 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 Vaughan, which I think second half we re- he really looked isolated James Vaughan and that was a that yeah. was a big problem balls were going up towards him let's say um some aimless ones and um you know bouncing off him but there was nobody there to pick up the second second ball he does so much work like Vaughan up on his own that yeah he, he amazing how many I noticed today he won so many f- sort of flick cons against Centre halves, he was. I mean, that Santos is a fucking giant, but he was is winning he not, so like, many flick on. Professional wrestler, he was ginormous. Let me so like I've, I've picked sort of three um, talking points in my notes. In my little Swat, teacher's notes. Swatty pants. Um, one of them was how how bad Bolton are, which I don't think they were good at all. Uh, this is there's some very good players in that team. Yeah, but I. I don't rate them whatsoever. I think they're going to struggle um, to make top top seven. And that Santos, he's what six six. Somebody said on the commentary. I think um, he's a basketball. He's not a footballer. He was he was awful on the ball, um, and we could have exploited him. I think a bit more today. Paul, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Second, next next Sunday is the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at number fifteen in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he's a bloody massive fella. Yeah. Second point was um, something we touched on the other night was the state of the pitch. And I know we've had a hell of a lot of rain and a hell of a lot of snow and all the rest of it. But, um, well, if we watch match of the day in midweek and see these million pound pitches that have been installed at Premier League grounds, they don't look anywhere near as bad as ours. And somebody did tweet um, a picture of uh, Dell and Rodney had installed the pitch, <laughs> and it does it does seem a little bit like that. But I'm not sure what's going on. Whether you know the pitches, maybe maybe it, it plays really well, but looks quite bad on the on the pitches. But it doesn't half look a bit threadbare. I mean, I don't know if you like watch like where you are, Paul. Obviously, in, in Manchester, like round here, I live like five minutes from the ground. Um, this morning, me and Tash went for a walk. We went for a walk down like Noctorum Road, Noctorum Lane, where all the massive houses are. And then we came back through the the golf course. We're, we're a ladies' golf course. We walk back up and then walk along past Birkenhead School or past the Carnarvon Castle and that. Yeah. And I mean, I think the golf course is is a good, as much as your garden can be, but a golf course. Like how that holds up is a good way of like against the pitch because you know, a golf course yeah. is tended to and looked after, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's bad. The weather here, it's been heavy. And I've been yeah. critical of the pitch hugely. Uh, I think we all have. But we've had heavy rain and then we had freezing conditions and then yeah, like sleet. It's... It wasn't real snow, snow here. Yeah. It was a bit of snow and then it was like sleet and snow. Yeah. And like I made a sn- couple of snowballs and it was one of them. 
you, pack, you compact it together, and it was rock hard, like an ice snowball. Yeah. Obviously, Tash was like, do not throw that at me. So, you know, I might have thrown <laughs> the, odd, the odd one at half speed. But I threw it at the wall, and it, like, if that hit, hit, yeah, it would hit. Yeah. And so, and the conditions, you know, underneath it, a lot of the places, it was swampy conditions. Yeah, I yeah. covered in shit in my yeah, trains. We've, we, yeah, we've had flooded, flooded around there. Yeah, so... so Consider all things considered, I thought it didn't look. It's weird as well. The the half of the pitch with the cow, cow shed end side seems to be in much better condition than the cop end, and I think yeah, that is, isn't it, to do because of the light. The yeah, the cop blocks the light, whatever, in the main yeah. stand. But I mean, yeah, it, I think it looks. And people who've been to the games, and even like people who were able to, you know, like the journos who've been able to go, and people are to the games in the last couple of weeks says. It doesn't look as bad in person. It looks yeah. worse on the iFollow stream. Um, but like you say, Paul... Is he got some better cameras then? Yeah, yeah, again. Well, what, are we going to buy... The EFL doing this people, on the cheap? Same people who sold us the pitch. Yeah, these are uh, 4K cameras, mate. Promise. Yeah. 100%. I mean, same, same they've got at Sky. Mm. I mean, we're um, being a ton of a time for this. Come on. Yeah. EFL, if you're listening. Like you say, Paul, it does seem to be playing fine. Um, doesn't seem to be too many bobbles or stuff like that, and you've got to hope that you know the worst of the weather. If it's not out the way now, it's soon to be out the way, and hopefully once we uh, warms up and we get some, I just need less rain, don't we? But um, you know, the fair play it played well today. The game was on. There was people went down volunteered. Apparently, they need to clear the pitch, um, and I'm glad they did because you know it's not every day you beat Bolton. Just think as well, right? Let's not on one hand, let's not get overexcited and stuff and overreact in a good way. But, like, go back, like, five, six, seven years. You know, Bolton were in the Premier League ten years ago, maybe even less than that. But they were a championship club, an ex-Premier League championship club, and we were in the fucking conference. We were in the National League. We're playing them now. You know, we were both in League One last year, but we're in the same league as Bolton. If someone had said to me, um, the year that we fucking... Yeah. We we didn't even make the playoffs under Brabin in the, in the yeah, National League. Four, yeah, so four, you know, five years ago, four or five years ago, that we'd be doing the double in, over Bolton in the league. Yeah. I'd have been like, what the hell's happened to both of us? <laughs> <laughs> we must have had some serious promotions and they must have had some relegates. So, like, do you know what I mean? To do the double over them. And again, like, we, we, we deserve to do it at their place. I think we were, we were the better side today. I think that, you know, they can maybe have a few little, but like you say, Paul, they didn't create any real chances. Yeah. It was balls in the box, bobbing around and it dropped to them. Every single cross went in. Their one, that big Escobar fella just won every single one. Um, but it's great, like, isn't it? And again, Saturday night, get yourself down the shop, get yourself the, the Tesco Express, get yourself the Offy, get some cans, get down the chippy, get the Chinese, get the yummies, let enjoy it. Because there's not much to enjoy right now in life, is there? But a, a Saturday night win over Bolton. Yeah. It's worth enjoying. Absolutely. And then one final point before we jump into the into the tweets. Um, who the hell dressed Keith Hill this morning? What the fuck was he wearing? His socks tucked into his pants, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, the white socks over his trackies. He had bright white trainers on. And, um, yeah, that hat. I mean, he's he's no style icon, is he, really? Where would I, mean, he want I, to I, I can't really talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> about that. How did I mean, your career as a I'm, I'm wearing, modeling Paddy Scopo? I'm wearing a black looks over bore. Shout out to them. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, the retro shirt sweaters, the hoodies, and a blue pair of trackies, which do not match the colour whatsoever. Terrible. And I've got a yellow, and I've got a yellow t-shirt underneath. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I've no one to talk, but Keith Hill, just, he, he, and obviously, what was it? He's got a green coat on as well. Yeah, that green Puma coat. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, maybe he was harkening back to the good old days where Scallies would wear the Argyle <laughs> socks tucked into their yeah. Lacoste trackie. Yeah. Maybe, who's making our well, kit? He pulled, he pulled that off very well. The yeah. Mills Sport, they're called. Can't we get a Lacoste kit? Come on. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, like and imagine like the, the training trackies. It's yeah. all gone a bit quiet on that, isn't it? When did they announce what the kit was going to be? Um, it was a vote, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think there's going to be like, well, they were talking about having a, a big sort of do and um, the lads who had designed them to be invited to this big unveiling, but obviously with uh, with what's going on, that's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. Right, let's jump into the tweets because uh, a lot of people do. have... Have, uh, have been kind enough to, uh, to send us their thoughts on today's game. So let's start off uh, Sean Stokes. Uh, not convincing again, but come through with two uh, the two big ones with six points. Now stop being so con- inconsistent and beat all the dog shit teams coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, Tramir Trish says a sloppy and frustrating performance at times. Felt like we should have made it a lot easier than that. But a win's a win and we'll take it however they come. Uh, Good Sentinel, hello to Nate and Phil. Uh, McDonald, awesome. Khan, awesome. Vaughan, mint. Feeney, instrumental. Lloyd, give him an eight-year contract. <laughs> uh, my only issue with... It's not Alan Pardew. <laughs> my only issue with Operation Salt and Pepper would be re- not removing uh, Manny. Scared me as the game drew to its close. Owen Scotty, too. Captain's performance from him. Uh, Tom Gill says limited balance chances well for the first hour, but never got ourselves into a rhythm. Didn't manage the last 20 minutes well at all, and we were lucky to win, but three points is all that matters. Um, the West Yorkshire loving with Jake Kirby, uh, with Jake Keogh, sorry, Jake Kirby. Jesus Christ, Paul. How much you have to drink again? Harping back to, uh, to times gone by. Uh, the West Yorkshire SWA, who obviously have a loving with uh, our Jake. Um, Scotty had a great game. Feeney was excellent, as was McDonald's. Thought we played too deep at times, but who cares about that now? What the fucking whites? Uh, get the kebabs in. He said, uh, they say, so there we and go. Yes. Uh, SWA Midlands. So many of these different branches of supporters clubs now, isn't there? It's great, isn't it? Um, it's very quiet amongst the hill is crap. Uh, Monte doesn't care, and we are getting relegated shouts. Okay. Um, stop focusing on the negatives, please. Let's focus on the on the positives. <laughs> uh, Alex Marks has made hard work of it, but all positive signs. Step in the right direction, onwards and upwards, up the tram here. Uh, Will Gilbert says, Otis Khan is the best player ever. Interesting thoughts. Uh, the Southern SWA says, fantastic week. Excellent response after Stevenage. Made hard work of it, but dug in and got another win. Great to beat Forest Green and Notlob in the same week. Uh, Ado163 says, great, uh, we can now see the hill in 10 much better, but we're not fit enough to play like that for 90 minutes, 60 minutes, and the tanks are emptied, and I can see uh, a lot more nervous holding on for wins uh, with the amount of two-game weeks, but if we're winning, so be it. Yeah, touching on that point where I said we look knackered after, especially after 70 minutes, I'd say. Uh, Clive Challoner, not related to Dave, as I keep saying. Um, not the most convincing win, but good result. Must have missed Lewis being subbed at half-time. <laughs> Scotty great again, but six points when it could have been two without his saves. Uh, classic Tramier. 
Not convincing, but three points is three points. Good to do the first league double over Bolton. And now we go for a hat-trick of wins on Tuesday, well in the whites. Matthew Glazier, quite an even game. Rovers played well in patches. Still too many long balls from defence under no pressure. Khan and McDonald excellent in the full-back positions. Thought Feeney had one of his better games for Tramia. Fletch says, love it when a plan comes together up the fucking Tramia. Yes, Fletch. Paul Waite says... Uh, relief non-existent midfield is Lewis auditioning for the remake of The Invisible Man <laughs> yeah bit harsh he's, uh, he's not a fan's <laughs> favourite let's put it that way is he uh, Casey Slayen says thought we were going to do a Tramia after they pulled one back but those six extra minutes nearly killed me off massive three points though uh, the run corner Linux White's under 11, so hello to you. Uh, we are getting there. I think Hill has worked out his best side now, looking good. Gutted we have missed doing them home and away, though. What atmospheres they would have been. Rob Denman says, not at our best, but the result is all that matters. Confidence sky high now, and we can kick on from here. Hopefully so, Rob. Yep. Uh, John RTOFC says, made it harder than it should have been. Khan, man of the match, great performance. Zach Hayes says, fantastic result. Great to have beaten them both, um, both of them and Forest Green in a week. But just hope we can keep up this level of performance, closing in on the playoffs and another huge game on Tuesday. So hopefully our attention turns straight to Harrogate. Uh, Tony Shaw just says, I'm happy with that. James Parker says, poor performance against a poor team gave Bolton too many opportunities to win the game. Bolton outplayed us with 10 men in a match we should have controlled from the start. I tend to agree with that, to be honest, but I'd like to see more positive tweets. Um, so Martin Olver says, um, superb to get a win against these. However it comes, we were a bit edgy at times, but held on nicely. Superb save from Scotty again at the end. Back-to-back wins on Tuesday. James Venice says, three points against Bolton is always good. Tramia playing with my health again towards the end of the game. Um, I think he said he was close to a heart attack the other night. Uh, Tony Steele says, great to beat that lot today. Following the win over the vegans in midweek, it's pleasing to bag all six points. Got to push on now, though, and aim for top three. It's not impossible. It's there for the taking, as we've as we've said, Matt. Paul G says, nice win. Calm man of the match. A lot of shouts for, for him doing well. John Drake says, uh, always been in the hill out. <laughs> always been in the hill out camp. We can't argue with being in Forest Green and not lobbing the same week. Ryan McKenzie says another fantastic performance from uh, Lloyd. First name on the team sheet for me. Uh, Vaughan doing the dirty work for us again, winning every header and working hard. Agree with that totally. Surfer Dave said made hard work of it, but got three points. Could have been a little easier on the nerves. The Tramir way, as they say. Uh, Dave Holmes says... Another big win, just need to put some of these uh, a run of wins together. Defence needs some work, but attacking from the outset is a plus. Uh, this team is clicking now and it shows if we get a goal away, uh, we can show things up and shut them out. Looking at the table, anything is possible. Nick Flynn says a great three points. We didn't half make it difficult. You'd think we had a man less towards the end. Didn't create enough, but on to Tuesday, hopefully keep the run going. Phil Brady says, I'd like you to discuss Neil Hare's hair. So, so should we go, go through the tweets and then, and then go through his hair? Well, he looked like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yes, he did. Or Shakiri for Liverpool, because he seems to be trying for that look as well. Yeah, very much a lockdown look, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 
Well, thankfully, he didn't send anyone off after 41 seconds. So, we, you know, got to be grateful for small mercies. Don't bring that back up, Paul. Come on. Oh, Liam wasn't even playing. Um, right, Daniel Clausen says, massive result that today. Scrappy game. Nice to get two wins in a row. Just five points off automatics now. Who'd have thought that a few weeks ago? Get in the Rovers. Uh, Denise Hayes says, maybe in the minority with this, but thought Manny sh- uh, showed a glimpse of the old Manny we'd low and love. Especially with the shoulder barge off the ball early in the second half. The curse of home bargains continues. Oh. Thankfully, not for us. <laughs> it just doesn't look right on the shirt. I love home bargains. But, like, it just doesn't, you know. No. It, like, what is it? Fucking every club who's ever had it's been relegated. Or we had it the first year in the conference too, didn't we? Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. Bit, bit of bad luck there. Sam Page still, says... Yeah. Still short sorry. there, everyone. yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Page says wins against Forest Green and Bolton inside a week. What a time to be a Tramia fan. Oh, we should be hiring our expectations a little bit. Forest Green, they're not a big team. Anyway, uh, SD21FC says take the result, if not the performance. Not sure why we sit back when we're ahead. Could have cost us today and Tuesday. Invited the other team onto us when pressure applied in their half. We forced them into mistakes and protected our D. Uh, ref was atrocious. Nathan Hepker says, great watch. Uh, presumably, he enjoyed the game rather than anyone's uh, wrist wear. Uh, looks to have got... Sorry, that was a pathetic joke. Looks to have got a settled 11 now, which wasn't the case a week or so ago. Get that salt and pepper back out, he says, Nathan Hepker. Get that salt and pepper back out. Um, Southwest Tramia says, we did play well. Um, did play as well today. Quite sloppy in places. Anything that matters is a result, so a big thumbs up. Uh, Dave Owen says, things you love to see. Back-to-back wins, tick. Six points, double over the Borg, tick. Very much in the promotion race, tick. A lot of beer in his fridge, tick. That's how you do it. So you do it, folks. Matty James says, seven points off top of the league. Massive fucking strides made this week. Uh, Squad grinding out results. Good fixtures to come to. All positive. That's what we like to hear. Ken Woodall says they were good and bad points to take from the game, but three points is all that matters. Kenny Clark says we made it harder than it needed to be. Take the points and move on. Lloyd was gassed at 70, crying out for Ferrier. As you said uh, there, Matt. Uh, yeah, crying out I for think, Ferrier, says Kenny. I think he was, he was ready. He was on the sideline, about to be brought on for like the last like five minutes. And then, obviously, they made the decision not to disrupt things. They got a free kick. They launched right in the box. And they obviously went, it's not worth it. I would, I would have been bringing him on with 20 minutes to go. Mm. Just as it gives us an out ball. It gives us when we won the ball back. Hit those channels, yeah. Put that ball in behind. Yeah. But, you know, we won. So it's hard to yeah. be too critical, isn't it? Yeah. Right, Benjamin Marsh, let's get through all these tweets. Um, Benjamin Marsh, a win is a win, however, against better opposition we lose that game must win more second balls and against 10 men we were terrible uh, Will Amos says massive three points felt subs made our intensity and style decrease very sloppy at the back uh, Stuart of Barham says why is the pitch so bad we've touched on that uh, Miles MHTRFC says give Keith a proper contract he's done the double over the scum good enough for me okay fair enough uh, William Billington says no words just this and he's put a little gif um, ready and then just lots of laughter 
Um, Chummy Movers Chance says, Oh, Danny Lloyd, oh, Danny Lloyd. We got sent down, we'll go back up again. The AFL won't keep us down. We got sent down, we'll go back up again. The AFL won't keep us down. I think I'm supposed to sing that, but I'm... Very you could have put a bit to. more oomph into it, Paul. <laughs> and those are tonight's tweets. Thank you very much to everyone who's sent, sent them all in. Um, the interaction with the with the Twitter, particularly when we... Uh, Put the tweet out at the end of the game. Get so much good interaction, really good, and I uh, hope you're enjoying these post-match pods. And yeah, keep uh, keep doing what you're doing because uh, all helps us put these uh, for these things together. I've just got some uh, some news there. I just realised Wrexham got beat today in the last Aww. minute. It's a shame, isn't it, by Chesterfield? So yeah, there. Look at the twelfth down in the uh, National League. How mm. they're going to finish that league, by the way. So we've, we, we're at the halfway point. We played tw- Most teams in our league have played 23, 24 games, haven't they? So halfway through. Yeah. Like, you look down there, mate. Wrexham have played, Wrexham played 16 games. Yeah. And you want the league to finish, don't they, in May, like normal? Like, how? It's already supposed to be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, constantly through. I can't see it. And, well, they've just yeah, uh, cancelled, haven't they? National League North and yeah, South. Yeah, they've pushed next down the next two weeks. I can't see it. Uh, at that level. I know it's still classed as elite, but a lot of those teams are still part-time, especially in the situation now. And obviously, there's still nothing to pay wages. There's no money coming through turnstiles. Um, obviously, they're relying on sort of streaming and, and sort of reven- revenue being give it, um, obtained that way. But... <sighs> God knows how these teams are getting by week to week. I mean, Paul, are you suggesting for one second that Eastbourne Borough versus Slough Town is not an elite sport? Are you suggesting <laughs> that Southport versus Leamington is not an elite sport? Are you suggesting that Morecambe yeah, versus Tranmere Rovers is not an elite sport? Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, honestly, other than the Premier League, I do not understand how clubs are surviving and. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure behind the scenes a lot of clubs are really, really struggling. It's the TV and money whether, it, for the Prem that's keeping yeah. them afloat. And I, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't know in the Premier League that there was a bloody pandemic the way that they, they were throwing money about in the summer. I think it was a record spend, wasn't it, in the summer transfer window. But yeah, I, I, particularly at non-league level, I mean, I don't know how many people are watching these streams. And that's literally the only sort of income that they're generating at the minute. It's really sort of tough. I feel really sorry for the National League and the National League North and South because Just, they're, they're struggling. Like, and thank they God. No, they're getting no support is is the bottom line. The FA are not helping. They're talking about loans instead of grants. Absolutely shambles. I mean, how are they going to pay these things back when they've got no money coming in? There's a reason why they need the grants, and that's to keep the football club afloat so that they can play the season that you're forcing them to play. Yeah. And to, to offer them loans that they're going to have to pay back in whatever, you know, instalments or however they're, they're going to... It's just not viable. Not viable whatsoever. So the FA needs to pull the finger out, I think, uh, and help these teams. And if it's if it's a case of... Uh, I, I hate to heart back to Premier League because... The Premier League is their own sort of entity, if you like, and it's owned by the 20 clubs. But the fact is that the bulk of the money in English football is is based there. And I'd like to think that we don't need to rely on handouts from the Premier League. 
But the fact is we do. And particularly at these times when clubs have not got a lot of revenue streams available to them, it's a it's a fucking struggle. And I know we and Albion we're we're struggling. Um all our squads on furlough and out and thankfully they've agreed to forego the twenty percent that we um we could be paying them to top up their wage. But you know, it's it's hard times and we no money coming in. We're relying on sort of donations from, from fans and um various little bits of sponsorship and stuff, but it's not enough to you know these clubs have still got electric and gas and whatever else to pay, lights, um Wage bills? It, wage bills, exactly, yeah. Operating um, costs just to still like even if you're not playing, even if you, you know, sack all your squad and playing staff, it still costs money to exist as a football yeah. club. The thing yeah. is, Paul, right, and I've, again, I've spoke to Liverpool fans, Everton fans, Man United fans, decent lads who, you know, normally, you know, like, who understand the, the, the economic situation. Yeah. And they've been that brainwashed into the Premier League thing that, that they've openly gone, why should, why should we, why should we help out the non-league clubs? Why should we help out the Football League? And it's like, listen, I, I, the saying I've said on Twitter a few times, most people, you need to realise this, you're a lot closer to being being homeless than you are to being a millionaire. Yes. You're three, it's all said, you're three wage, wage packets. If you missed three wage packets, where would you be? You've got to think like that. If you were without your wages for three months, where would you be? And it's like these, these Premier League, like they're just, they need to go back and just think like, it's a bubble and it's, it can't survive. The bubble has to burst or it has to implode at some time. And this has quickened it up a bit and made people realise that football as it is, it cannot carry on as it is. The money is insane. It, again, it's called a pyramid for a reason, Paul, because the people at the top, the less of them, it's much smaller at the top, cannot exist without the support of all layers and levels mm-hmm. below it. And they, they seem to just, you know what, go and let them do a fucking European Super League, honestly. I said this. Go and let them do it. And see, FIFA, as it came out, one of the f- things they actually said was if a player leaves and is playing for a club in the European Super League, they would not be eligible to play for, for their club. Yeah, but do you know what? I bet some of these players wouldn't be asked by that, would they? Mm. They'd be like, good. Don't have to go on the international duty. It just stinks, the whole thing, doesn't it? Like, how much- yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to harp on. Obviously, this is a Tramway podcast, but yeah. I think a lot of Tramway fans, particularly given our spelling in non-league, albeit it wasn't all that enjoyable, but, you know what I mean, we have a bit more of an understanding of there's some, some small clubs down there who are, you know, punching above their weight, if you if you like. Um, and we, we kind of understand... And obviously, you know, we've we've been struggling ourselves with um, obviously Peter Johnson not wanting to put money in and this, that, and the other. But it's hard times, and you'd like to think that they've they've got some sort of moral morals about them, and and it's not an obligation, of course, it's not because they're their own, and they'll argue that yeah, we're earning the big money because Sky wants to pay us the big money or whatever. But you know, say have a look at yourselves and just say. You know these these clubs are struggling day to day just to put uh, money on the table for the for the players, and these players are not on big money, are they? Let's be honest, hundred quid no. a game or whatever, and they're struggling to to find this this money from wherever it's going to come from um, when there's no there's no punters allowed in the in the grounds. So you know, I'd like to think that they had some some models about them and they they'd help out, but you know. 
I just think it in general, Paul, like in in life, whether it be, you know, football, business, or just general life, the the richest and the luckiest and the richest should help the poorest and the unluckiest. I mean, look at at Marcus Rashford and what he's doing. He's, you know, he's obviously had a tough upbringing himself and he understands um, and he's fighting the cause for, you know, for underprivileged kids and obviously school meals and stuff when the, when the, kids aren't going to school but I mean uh, governing bodies have got to do a, a lot more as well yeah, why be. Why the is he even having to fight for this yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean why is should be helping have... in that in that sense and and in the same instance the FA should be doing more to support it's it's the football pyramid if football association run football in this country I guarantee you, mate, um, you, if you check the they, people at the top of the FA, I bet you they're not t- taking pay cuts or furlough, are they? Yeah, exactly. They'll be taking their fucking million pounds. What do they do? What do they do every day, all these fuckers at the FA? Do me head in these people. Like, just, it seems, to, you know what, the PFA, obviously they look after the players and they should be working hard right now to make sure that they're, these players are getting paid money and look at it. Just, there's so many people, without getting again, it's not just in life, but in football, these people, and you go, what do you do? Every day, and yet you're getting paid, you know, two million pound a year. What do you do? What's your working day? There's just people. St- there's so much money in football, and there's so many just snakes just taking money that you know, just stealing livings. And like you say, when there's football clubs, you know, football clubs that mean a hell of a lot to thousands, if not, you know, certainly these lower league clubs. They mean so much to so many people. All these football mm-hmm. clubs. If one football club, it doesn't matter if it's a football club that you know gets a hundred people in normally under normal circumstances every week. If that football club dies, then hundreds of years of history and like families who've gone for generations, it dies. No football club yeah. should ever just be allowed to die. And like as much as we had run-ins with you know Berry and like of Macclesfield in our time, mm-hmm. what's happened to them is a disgrace. Yeah. You know, just, just, it could happen to us. That's it. And the, club, yeah. like, the problem is that these fans at Liverpool, Man U, Evans, you no, know, go, back 30, go back 30 years, Paul, and if they had some bad seasons, they could get relegated that top flight and did yeah. back in the 60s and 70s. And they could end up, you know, if they had a bad few seasons, it didn't matter that they had 50,000 people in Old Trafford or Anfield. They could have got relegated down the leagues. Now, yeah. it's impossible. It's yeah. impossible for any of them to even get relegated. You know, the top clubs... It's impossible that they would ever get relegated out the Premier League, let alone. So they, why should they think? Why should they care? Because they know they'll never be in the situation that we're in, or the conference clubs, or conference north and south or below. And that's the issue. They go, why should we care about them when it cannot happen to us? It's going to take a club the size of one of them to go fucking kaput and bankrupt. But that that won't ever happen because the authorities yeah. wouldn't let it happen. And there's always going to yeah, be some yeah. idiot there with millions of pounds, waiting to buy a big club, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the FA need to do more. Is yeah, they do. At the end of the day, they need to step in and do the fucking job. And, you know, they are the football, like you say, the football association. They are the governing body. Why don't you govern the body of football that you're paid to do and supposed to do? Anyway, Paul, on the bright side, we beat Bolton today. <laughs> we yeah, up. sorry to, stand, to end it on a... Once, Paul, this was your fault. Note, but, yeah, I know. But I just think, I mean, we touched on the non-league and yeah, it's obviously a subject quite close to my heart with what I'm doing at Witten at the minute. Um, but yeah, you know, the FA, pull your finger out, please. Fucking right, Paul. Right. Amen. Um, Supporters Club. Supporters Club, big thank you to them. Obviously covering our 
running costs uh, this season will be in touch to try and reorganise another year of sponsorship if you'd be so kind. Got a lot of costs do, in, haven't we? Got yeah, a lot of like, costs in. Or expenses. How was yours looking, Paul? Uh, I'm going to claim travel expenses, albeit we've been recorded from home. I was going to say, you're going to be <laughs> claiming six months. Claim your uh, takeaway expenses. They're going to be in trouble. Uh, but yeah, they're doing great work um, with the retro kits and stuff. And they've, I see they've got um, an online store set up. Um, that we retweeted yesterday. So if you want the link to that, go head to, head to our Twitter. Yeah, they've got um, those got great all the retro, yeah, a couple of the retro um, shirts. They've got some T-shirts and other bits of merchandise, badges and stuff. I still need to get one of them T-shirts. Um, head on to our Twitter and find the link for that. So a big thank you to them. A uh, big thank you to everyone for listening because you know these shows are nothing without you, the listener. So if you've made it this far and you've <laughs> you've listened to our rants over the last 50 minutes, then fair play, well done to you. Uh, and we thank you for your su- continued support. Numbers are great um, in terms of listener figures for these, so um, we're very happy with that. So thank you. Tell your friends. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you'd be so kind. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday night when hopefully we'll uh, be talking about another three points. I need to give a quick shout-out as well before we leave to um, Ali Goodman on Twitter. He, um, I put a tweet out the other night. Like, we did, did, did a wash on, it was Monday, did a wash on Monday. Tash had a couple of her hoodies in, so just throw them in. They were in the wash basket in my defence. Take the washing out, and I'm like, why is repair of iPhone headphones in the wash? And they'd been in like a, in, you know, like a hoodie pocket at the front, and she'd left them in there and got washed. And I just, like, tried them out. You, know, you think, have they survived? Nah, they hadn't. They were, you know, sound came out of them poor, but it was not the sound that you would like. You know, it, for instance, I listened to our podcast and we spoke sense on it. That was how much it muddled the sound. <laughs> and um, I put a tweet out just saying, has anyone got a pair of the, you know, lightning adapter, the ones that come with your phone? Um, I said, if anyone's upgraded the phone or got a new phone and still has their old pair, so they've got a, you know, just a new pair that you don't need. Uh, if anyone's got one, can you know, can I buy them off you? I'm happy to you know, pay. And he just DM me going, I've got a spare pair there, not used, got a new phone a few months ago. Um, just cover the cost of the postage and I'll post them out to you tomorrow. So he posted them. Um, they arrived it's yesterday. Yeah, so Ali uh, Goodman, thanks a lot. Uh, I said, I, I own my pint in the fan park when we can finally get back in there. Or in all those. So yeah, round of applause, Ali Goodman, thank you. Tasha's used them today. She's in having a nap while I do this podcast. She lies in bed. Thanks for watching bloody RuPaul's Drag Race on a oh, phone on iPlayer. What are the, like, let, there's a podcast about that to be done, Paul. Let me tell you if you've ever been <laughs> exposed to that. It's one for your um, Patreon. Oh, yeah, well, that's, I'm doing a half season review uh, coming on Monday. Cars in for a TMOT as well. So what a day Monday shaping up to be, folks. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Like Paul says. Yeah, without use listening to each it's pointless to do it. Um, and we will be back Tuesday, Harrogate Town at home, and then more come away again. Two games, two winnable games. We should get results. You know, if we're sat here again, Paul, on Tuesday, with another three points, who knows? If we're sat here this time next week on the back of another two wins, more concerning will be Mystic J. Keogh will be have been right again, which is a huge concern. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, we're right in there. It's wide open. Nicola Palios has just tweeted saying this league is wide open this year. And obviously we'd prefer to be there at the game. But, you know, it is what it is, isn't it, this year? Is that, is that implying that there may be some business to be done? Who it knows? Kind of pushes into the... Paul Harper back in, maybe? Taking. Get Paul Harper back in? <laughs> Not sure they need me. No, well... 
the less said about that, the better, Paul. But yeah, we will be back on Tuesday after the Harrogate game. Uh, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, if you want to get in touch, at this is Trammy on Twitter, at Paul Harper82, and at Jake Keo Double H, if you want to get in touch and tweet the team and us. The main one, at this is Trammy, though. Enjoy your Saturday. Go and get yourself some cans. Go and get yourself some gin, if that's your tip, or get yourself some vodka in. Get yourself down the shop. Get the offie. Support local businesses as well. Get yourself down to Chippy, the Indian, the Chinese, or get yourself down to Yummies, which is where I'm going in about 20 minutes' time once I've uploaded this. Edited and uploaded this, by the way. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see you Tuesday. Enjoy your Saturday night. Paul, what are you having? Uh, spaghetti carbonara. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, the missus is cooking as we speak, so, yeah, happy days. Paul, I'll speak to you Tuesday. Up the fucking tram, yeah? Up the tram, yeah. Yes. <laughs>